everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter in automotive lending and leasing. It is Monday, December 11th, and I'm Amanda Harris, joined by Riley Wolfauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending December 8th, 2023. This episode is sponsored by business law firm McGlinchey. In economic news, the U.S. labor market strengthened more than anticipated in November with non-farm payrolls up 199,000 following a 150,000 increase in October. Auto workers who returned after being on strike accounted for a 30,000 uptick. The unemployment rate also fell to 3.7%. The growth is at odds with expectations that hiring would soften and lead to the Fed bringing down interest rates. In auto finance, U.S. Bank is gearing up to issue $2.5 billion of credit-linked notes tied to a pool of auto loans, marking the first of this type of securitization for the bank. Under the setup, the issuer essentially transfers credit risk tied to the collateralized loans to investors. In auto lender activity, Pagayer Technologies signed on a large captive finance company in the third quarter as the AI-based financer continues to scale its auto business. The lender described as a top four OEM captive finance company by U.S. vehicle sales and with a network of more than 2,500 franchise dealerships is the latest to underwrite loans to Pagaya's criteria. Pagaya uses AI and machine learning to assess consumers' creditworthiness and then purchases loans originated by banks and financers. Pagaya then immediately securitizes the auto loans and uses that funding for the next round of originations. Pagaya has seen an uptick in auto originations and as a result has increased its cadence in the securities market, having closed its fourth auto ABS deal of the year just last month. Auto Finance News is also pleased to announce that Dan Burst, GM Financial President and Chief Executive, is the 2023 Auto Finance Executive of the Year. GM Financial posted year-over-year gains in origination volume during the past three quarters despite market challenges. GM Financial's total managed portfolio also rose 5.2% to $115 billion as of September 31st from year-end 2022. You can read the full feature on our website to learn more about Burst and, his, and the financier's success this year. Turning to vehicle sales, nearly every major manufacturer reported a year-over-year increase in sales in November, driven by pent-up demand and improved supply. American Honda sales for one jumped 32.8%, while Hyundai Motor America and Volvo Cars USA also saw double-digit increases year-over-year. Nationwide sales volume in November is expected to increase about 7% year-over-year to 1.2 million units, bringing the annual new vehicle sales forecast to 15.3 million units which is up about 1 million from a year ago, but still down compared with 15.5 million units forecasted in October. And that's from Cox Automotive. In the used market, used retail sales dipped in November while prices declined. The Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index decreased 5.8% year over year to 205, really as the market is stabilizing. Used retail sales were estimated to be down 7% month over month and 2% year over year. Meanwhile, leasing is also gaining traction amid affordability challenges. Riley has the details there. Yeah, so what we're seeing, well, we saw leasing first fall um, when interest rates were low and there was an, uh, and we had inventory shortages. Captives withdrew their leasing uh, incentives, but those incentives are starting to come back. So once those incentives were withdrawn, we saw leasing go down to uh 
21% in the third quarter of 2022. Um, prime leasing is now up to 274 uh, That level is still below uh, the 2021 levels in Q3 2021. It was at 29.4%. So leasing is coming back. Um, it's still not quite at the level that we have historically seen, but it's gaining traction as supply is back and OEMs are trying to move metal to make payments more affordable for consumers amid the high interest rates uh, for a loan. So for example, the Ford F-150 in the third quarter, consumers could lease it for an average of $594, and that's compared with a $970 loan payment, according to experience. So the delta there is like, there's a huge difference. Uh, Melinda Zabritsky said that the average difference is about $140 uh, between a loan payment to a lease payment. Um, so that's like a, she said it typically sits around 130 to 140. Uh, in the second quarter, it was a little bit higher. It was closer to 150. And so, like I said, it's sitting at that uh, 140 number now. Um, and then just a few examples of other incentives that are out there in the market. Uh, Toyota is offering multiple lease deals through the end of the year, uh, including the 2024 Toyota Corolla LE for 249 a month for 36 months. And GMC is offering lease deals with 24 month terms and 1.9% APR for well-qualified buyers on certain uh, 23 and 24 models. So it'll be interesting to see going into the new year, especially after the car buying season to finish up the year here, how much leasing kind of rejuvenates again. We'll see where it goes in the fourth quarter. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to see if it starts getting closer to, I think historically it's around what, 30% has been yeah. around 30% of the market and it's, it's creeping up, but yeah, definitely still behind. So we'll see if the, if that difference uh, really draws people in uh, now that supply is coming back up and there are more options uh, for what vehicles you can lease. So we'll definitely keep a close eye on that. Great. Thanks, Charlie. Um, that about does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter and LinkedIn. And we will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.